We are back. It feels like forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was. I was really sad to miss the last one. But Did, like, uh, yeah. No, we. It's been. It's been a couple of weeks. Like we missed last week's. No, Ian. We've also. I don't know. I like the. I. I enjoy having guests on, but it's. It's good to be back with, uh, just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like like guests are really nice. Uh, change of pace, but like. Without just the two of us, like, it, mm-hmm. yeah. We're the core. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, the guests get in and they challenge us and they bring in new ideas and they have different ways of thinking about uh, things. And that's why that's why we're never going to stop doing guests. But I also think that uh, we, need to, we need to do a couple episodes where it's just me and you for a while. Fair enough. Uh, tell me how you feel about memes. <laughs> Let's stick with, like, in presentations. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bit conflicted about this uh, because uh, I think on, uh, on the one hand, like, like one could, one could argue that like snarky memes can distract from the thing you're like trying to say. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they're, they're, they're a ubiquitous form of communication. And uh, the thing that I found with uh, 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 with uh, presentations is that if you extract all of the things that you would normally use to like talk or communicate to another human, uh, you know, usually uh, in some kind of attempt to like be professional, uh, then like the the talks turn out terrible because like they're so dry that you can't actually pay attention to like what the person is trying to say. Right. No, they're, they're a form of connecting with your audience. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, that's kind of what, what direction I was going to go with that is like, I think that the, you know, software as an industry is struggling with like its perception outside of the Valley. And like, so they're like in lots of different companies, there's like a, we should be more professional. We should, uh, be more serious and more grown up, and sometimes that takes the target of like of you know not having as many memes in your in your presentations or your write ups or your blog posts or whatever um, because that's more that's the more grown up presenting yeah. thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was in grad school. I I remember the like academic style of presentation and the and the like academic s- style of writing and in particular like writing journal articles where it, where you know you've got this really really tight space requirement um, and uh, you know in most cases you can't you can't go over like three or three or four pages of of you know certain size fonts or whatever it is. <laughs> Um, and so like, you're trying to be really concise with, with your language so that, so that like you can fit that in, but like, then you would go, uh, hear a talk where, where, where someone is like, is, is like, uh, presenting results that are objectively awesome and, you can't actually like parse anything they're saying because it's just like a whole bunch of jargon thrown at you and like presented in this very dry manner. Like there's no narrative where, uh, where you feel like you're, you're with them on, on like their path to like figuring this stuff out. 
which is like how you connect to the result and understand in context, like why it's important. Um, so, so, you know, when I, when I moved over to, uh, uh, to the commercial world and all of a sudden, like that wasn't the, cl- the case anymore. And, and, and like, I could write things like a human, uh, I, I, I ended up enjoying that a lot more. Yeah. The, I think jargon in academia is often useful too, mm-hmm. like even though it, it's, it, it excludes people and it's boring. But I, I definitely connect with the like there's no narrative portion. Right? Yeah. Like, and I think that happens with a lot of grad school work because there's no narrative because <laughs> uh, the narrative is I needed something <laughs> to write my thesis about. Yeah. This is the thing that I chose. Yeah. Um, and this – we got some results that I can actually publish, although I think uh, the physicists are better at publishing their, their non-results – there at least is that yeah that part of the narrative well you can't you can't get it it's a good journals but but yes they they will publish it yeah so so that uh, like my experience like i didn't stick in academia for very long so my like things were boring and terrible was consulting yeah where like there's still jargon yeah and it's serving less purpose <laughs> for making things clearer. Yeah. And it almost feels like an aggressive non-attention to the audience, right? Like I'm, I have earned the right to present all your eyes on me and I actually don't even care if you yeah. enjoy it is what it felt like to me as a young person listening to other people present in, in that. Yeah. So I, I, I had a similar experience with, with the consultative stuff. Um, I, I, I kind of chalked it up to like when you're a consultant uh you you know much like an academic you're still incentivized to make your work seem as complex as possible Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you make it seem simple then your client might be like oh well that's easy i could just do that (laughs) um and then and then they're not gonna pay you more money to keep doing the thing Mm -hmm. um but but you know the, the the kind of meta theme that that i've found around this and I, and, 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 and I still kind of push folks on this, on this today, uh, is, is basically that like when you're delivering a value proposition, like you kind of know what it is. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, and the simpler that you can describe that value proposition, uh, the more likely it is that it's actually there. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and and you have a lot of folks who will who will come in uh, in their early career and sort of think that they need to write these professionalized reports and presentations when when in reality like they just need to figure out what the value proposition is and describe that in English uh, and then and then you know build build that hero's journey for like here is how i got from here to there so that people understand oh like this is where you came from and here is why all of the naive expectations that i would have had around this for what the answer should be uh isn't quite right once i was like you and believed <laughs> these foolish things mm-hmm. but now i have crossed over and i still believe other foolish <laughs> yeah. but but we don't know why they're foolish yet yeah uh, i i i think that being a professional taking your work serious is is useful yeah um but i i also i don't know i moving into software where people enjoyed what they did 
was like life changing. I was yeah. like, I didn't like. I worked at a bank at one point. I was like, I did not. <laughs> I I did not work well for that bank. I did not enjoy what I did, and I think people can. They. When someone looks like they know what they're talking about and presents like a professional, dresses their stuff up in serious jargon, I still see that as like the bad part of of being a grown-up. Right? Right. The part where you're yeah. like – you're signaling that you should be taken seriously. And when people take stuff – I've seen this in context. Like you've seen this in context where like polished-looking professional – looking things get taken more seriously like oh this person really knows business 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 <laughs> when somebody in blue jeans like next to them is like got actually has it down like they know the value prop and it doesn't really get received the same way yeah and and and, and i mean i i've definitely also had the experience of like of being in a room and you you're not someone's saying a bunch of words and you don't understand how they string together and you ask a question and they just throw a bunch of jargon at you. Um, I feel attacked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, and then essentially then you ask another question and they throw more jargon at you. uh, And that just repeats three or four times until you feel like such an idiot that you don't want to ask any more questions and then eventually you unpack all of that and figure out that they didn't actually know what they were talking about, which is the reason that they were throwing all the jargon at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, 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 I think there's, there's this pervasive idea that in order to be an adult or in order to be a professional, you need to like write or talk in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The the, fur, the further I've gone in my career, like the less I believe that. Uh, that 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 really, at the end of the day, like you, you're uh, you're you're looking to to identify and communicate value, and and usually there is some kind of simple language that 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 will allow you to do that again. It, if it's really there, if you can connect it to a story, then that helps people understand. Yeah, you. that's I, that's really the one thing you need to remember. I yeah i I don't want software to be to turn into like I don't want it to get too professionalized, but I feel like that's coming, and I I also feel like it's coming from a like we we I mean, there's a lot of. St- terrible terrible things about silicon valley in san francisco right and like the there's carelessness with people's data there's like uh you know like there's there's bias and unfairness and sexism and all of that stuff and i feel like people are like well if we were acted more professional then those things would like that i feel like people are applying that as a solution to those and i'm I just like think back to my brief experience in mortgage and banking where like where you came up, you're like, like, it was very professional sexism. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Changing, changing the words around something doesn't really change what that thing is. Like, like this is not to say that language doesn't matter. Yeah. No, language matters. But I also feel like you don't, what all of that professionalism does is it, it actually obscures all of those things, yeah. right? Like it, it like makes it feel 
nicer or easier to practice. Yeah, and 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 that's like one of the general senses that that uh, that that uh, that I have in terms of. And I I think a lot of this is is purely emotional, but at the same time, like I I feel like when jargon is heavily used. Uh, that something is uh, it, it, uh, that that something is being hidden from me, uh, and and uh, you know where, whereas when someone describes a concept clearly in English in words or any language really, just like in in words that anyone who speaks that language can understand then uh then they they are bringing transparency to a concept uh and uh and and that's that that to me is the biggest reason why I don't want to go back to that world mm-hmm. like i I do not want to go back to a world where where uh uh where where language becomes a tool to hide things from me as opposed to a tool to explain things to me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I definitely Ian's Ian's owner manual is be direct and be direct and honest with me. Right? Yeah, that uh, that is correct. I can, yes. I can handle the bad news, and I love the good news. Um, okay, so yeah, I I, I the, you know the, this all came out of a tweet where somebody's like, "Be a goddamn professional. Don't don't put a bunch of stuff. Don't put a bunch of Slack memes and gifs in your Slack." And well, I I sometimes sympathize with the be a goddamn professional uh, wow. and take pride in your work things. I extremely do not sympathize with the, like, I, I feel like that comes from an idealized view of what the rest of the world's work habits look like, the rest of the economy. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't love the framing on this, especially because, because, because what he actually said was, was uh, was if if you find your work slack your work slack is constantly overloaded with uh, uh, with gifts and memes try hiring uh, try hiring some adults adults kind of suck sometimes Ian <laughs> well and, and also like I don't know like once I had kids I basically realized like those two things are not correlated <laughs> like like sticking memes on something doesn't make you like. Or, or filling a message stream with memes like definitely does not make you a child. Nope. Uh, not doing that does not make you an adult. Now like, you can definitely understand <laughs> Paw Patrol memes, memes a lot easier when you're. <laughs> that that, that, makes is, me, that, that feels more adult to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I I now understand what some of this stuff is, and you know, I I also get that as I get older, my my kids are going to know things that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but at the same time, I just don't uh, like, like being, being a child has nothing to do with that. Being an adult has nothing to, has nothing to do with that. Being an adult means taking your responsibilities seriously. Exactly. That's not like, that does not mean that you can't have fun doing that. Like, in fact, I would say, you know, one of the keys to parenthood is not resisting your responsibilities and finding ways to enjoy them. Yeah. And if you can memify your your parenting or find the equivalent of putting the Slack the the the, the GIF or GIF in the the Slack channel for you know playing with your kids or doing the dishes, then it goes a lot better. Yeah. 
Um, work should like work is the same way. Like whatever you can find to not resist your responsibilities, but to make them uh, enjoyable, that's what you should do. Yeah, yeah. I would say among the most fun things that uh, that I have done, uh, or, or, or like the the moments that. Uh, that 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 I've enjoyed almost almost the most as a parent are like are are like when my kids become memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you, you you take pictures of your kids. To... And, uh, so 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 I don't do that. It's mm-hmm. like just memes to me, mm-hmm. like in the moment. Mm-hmm. So you know when I can catch. So so as a for instance, when I can catch one of my kids. Uh, in a moment where I can add a Simpsons line to like something that they're doing, it just like makes me feel so good. Yes. My my kids were disappointed to find out that I was not the inventor of the line. A bee bit my bottom, and now my bottom's big yeah. <laughs> because I I would add that to the things they said a lot. Yeah. Um, the other yeah we 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 have a meme in our house which is all caps Ruby our youngest basically doesn't have a volume control on her so you <laughs> if you imagine the thing like if you ever text like if my wife ever texts me about things that she said or i text her frequently we'll put her in all caps because that's just the way she talks all the time <laughs> so yeah like yeah life doesn't need to suck yeah, right? like exactly <laughs> i feel i feel like this person put out a tweet that was like life should suck more everyone be less happy yeah um yeah life is definitely hard enough yeah uh enjoy yourselves people yeah. uh all right so uh there, let's let's do a bad transition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a bad transition. It's, it is, a, yeah. Okay, we can make it better. Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to set something up. Ian and I defend a, a point of view on career development that we we have in common, and I think it was one of the first things we bonded over, mm-hmm. actually, which is that like there's no tight descriptive formula for advancing your career. There's yeah. no list of things that you can achieve that will advance your career. There's stuff that's useful. There's good advice, but there's not like a list that you can go, like you you can't be fit into a JIRA or a checkbox. Yeah. And oftentimes we've had arguments with other people um, about this where, and I think these other people, I'm not saying they have, uh, they don't have good points. Like they do have good points. They're Mm -hmm. like, Hey, if your guys' conception of how a career ladder works were, more descriptive or more described or clearer, then it would make people feel more comfortable and included and have less anxiety. Those are, those are good points. And oftentimes when we're, you know, when we're engaged in these discussions where, you know, if we feel like someone is leaning too far on the side of being overly specific in their advice, we go like, well, your career is not a video game. Mm-hmm. And the other person invariably goes like, I don't want it to be a video <laughs> game. You are being unfair to my point of view. And we go like, that's good. We don't, we just wanted to check mm-hmm. that you did not think that it should be like Skyrim where you kill a certain number of orcs or whatever. Uh, I forget what the bad guys are in Sky and Skyrim. Yeah. Um, and then get to the next level. Mara, previous guest and my boss sent me an article that was like, really leaned into the video game <laughs> in a way that surprised yeah, like me. Level one, level two, level three. Right. Uh, so I thought we, we could go over it and, uh, you know, discuss some of the, some of the points. Uh, I, overall, I don't think it's a good, I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think you should lean into the video game meta, uh, metaphor. 
there's probably still something of value here, even though uh, it's not it's not how I would describe how you should uh, um, do your career. Yeah. So I, I, so um and 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 we'll post the article. We will post it uh, uh, in the show notes. Um, it's called "Becoming a Level Three Data Data Scientist." It's got a it's got a big picture of someone playing a video yeah, game. Has a big picture of. of of someone playing a video game, which I—I I, I mean, I—I I read the article. Mm-hmm. Like nothing in here is really that offensive to me. No, no, no. It's not—it's uh, not an offensively written article. Yeah. I think it's just got an impoverished. Like it even like I think one person described this as like this is right within a fairly narrow conception of of data science and i would put that as it's even it's more right for a very narrow conception of engineering and it's only right for like a a data science that really resembles that narrow conception of of engineering yeah the 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 thing that worries me about this is uh, uh, uh is more the implicit framework that uh that that sort of sit, sits behind it mm-hmm Right. So so just to kind of go through what the article says, it it like it like essentially says, okay, listen, every everybody wants to get to senior um, because that's kind of where you where you own your own destiny. Um, What does getting to senior mean? Well, there is, you know, uh, or 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 uh, I guess here here he's calling it principal. Um, So so he's basically like there's there's level one, level two, level three. Level one is essentially like you can do statistical stuff. Uh, level two is you can do statistical stuff and software engineering stuff. And then level three is you can do statistical stuff, software engineering stuff, and business stuff. Right. Um, um, and even the business stuff, like if you look at the what does business stuff mean, it's uh, there's a lot of it that is like in the not my job bucket that I would be I would be <laughs> I would assume is in the in your job bucket, um, such as like developing ideas, yeah, um, or using your network to fill positions. Uh, like, honestly, if you're hiring someone at the principal level, you like you're hiring them as much for their embedded human capital and the people they know as. Yeah, uh, for things that they can actually do. Yeah, I mean, the claim around business stuff is is basically just you know essentially being a good technical consultant on a project. So like their 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 decision making relative to what the business needs can be trusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're not actually like making business decisions. Uh, they're uh, uh, they're essentially. It's it's essentially saying that you can put them on a project and they will make uh, they will make technical and data decisions that are appropriate for what the goals of uh, 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 of those of those projects actually are. Um, but uh, but they're they're still not ultimately responsible for 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 uh for the product being successful and they're not responsible for career, for 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 team development and uh, uh and sort of so on and so forth so, so, so that, yeah that seems uh, like that part is like definitely super narrow and frankly like that's a job i would hate yeah I where... mean that, that that feels like that feels like the whole thing is like i i imagine if you if you imagine a big company where there's kind of a more more cost to getting out of your lane yeah then i guess those things 
are there. But yeah. at, at that kind of big company, I'm not sure I want the like. Like maybe you're not actually that useful to, <laughs> to a big company if you're if you if you're that level, right? Yeah. Like because um, getting out of your lane is exactly kind of what you want people with a lot of experience and developed network and like a lot of human capital to do. Yeah, the 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 thing that 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 I don't like about this is is really that to me. Uh, Outside of like what a big company or a small company or a startup or, or like any of those companies actually need, like this incorrectly frames what you need out of uh, or, or what like you as a person should be gunning for uh, at, at the highest uh, level uh, uh, of uh, like at, at the at at. At, at your high level uh, contribution, right? Because it only sees the end of the video game. Well, and and you know, essentially, what it's saying is that is that you should strive to be a piece of this system. Uh, and and like, I, as hold, a, hold on, I, I I love so I I love this this little thing where. Um, is sometimes Ian comes off as like management and grumpy guy here to tell you to work hard. But the, if you pay attention, he's telling you don't play the game because the system is rigged against you. Well, <laughs> like don't don't give into the like. The, the, there's a subversive element to this advice, <laughs> is what I'm saying. I, 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 I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to claim that like every system that you're in is, no. uh, is is rigged against you. But you are saying that this gamification model is rigged against this, you. This, this is it, not it, good for you. Any gamification model is not good for you. Yes. Right. A, a gamification model assumes commoditization of skills. Uh, it tries to guide you into the most commodified skills. Yeah. As a as a business. You need to do this uh, in in certain ways because because uh, I, if you can't specify like here's the skill set that's needed to 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 do this job, uh, it's impossible to scale. It's impossible. To, I mean, you need to do you need to you need to have an idea of it to hire people. You need and then you need to be able to tell those people like how they're doing yeah. and have something to say about that that they can understand. Uh, well, so that that level is necessary. Well, there's there's also the level of of like I need people turning these cranks. Uh, otherwise, I I can't get my product to market with. This many people using it, right? And one way to do that is to produce the gamification. To, yeah, to use the gamification model. Yeah, and so, so like as a business, you you do need this. Uh, as a person, you're going to spend parts of your career like in those kinds of roles. Yes, uh, and and and. Uh, uh, and and that's not a bad thing. No, it's 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 not a bad thing. But you don't. I don't think you should internalize. The model that right? like that you is be, that you should is be very issue. clear about what you're doing yeah. here, and that's and 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 like once you have capped out, which like which like basically means okay, you you have entered into one of these roles, uh, you've you've gone as as 
as as far up the ladder as 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 you can within within one organization, like that's usually the sign that is that it's time to move so that you can expand your skill set and see how a different system works. You have only your change to lose. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but basically understand that you're working inside a system. Part of your job is to sort of understand uh, uh, how that system came to be. Uh, why it works together the way that it does, why like this particular set of skills is valuable and useful, while this particular set of skills is not useful. Uh, and But you should not be aiming to commoditize yourself. You, you need to be aiming to differentiate. Uh, that could mean moving within a couple of different orgs or, 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 uh, 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 or changing your job description every every once in a while too. Like aim aim for that so that so that uh, 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 so that you increase your breadth. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 the framing that I worry about here is it is it really gives you this impression that like I I'm I'm just like moving up the stairs. <laughs> I get here and then I get here and then I get here and there's nothing about. This here is how I assess the bigger picture so that so that I understand how I'm going to grow my own career potential because you're not going to do it moving through levels. Yeah, it, it also I mean, it frames it as the levels are basically you can handle more complex things. Yeah, um, which isn't I, I mean, I mean, there's something to that uh, in in the early stages of your career. Uh, you you do have to learn, uh, you know. First of all, like how do I, uh, I how do I, uh, how do I solve this problem that someone has scoped for me in an appropriate way in a way that I can ship and fast enough. Yeah, I mean, I think right. I, I so I I want I do want to relate this back to engineering, yeah. right? Like I think emotionally, you need to be able to like you definitely need to be able to figure out that you can handle complex things. Where this problem, like with this framing, like, and I think it's explicit in there, it gets bad is like it tells people go look for more complex problems. Yeah. And yeah. that's awful. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that is an awful practice. Also, that is where borrowing from engineering as a, uh, as a career development framework is really bad because I think engineering is really broken in that way. Yeah. And that's like a lot of engineers see themselves and I'm a good engineer because I can handle the most complex shit. Yeah. And that's 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 bad. Like that yeah. is the wrong incentive. You don't want to do that. You want to you want to go for things that are easier. It turns out solving well, solving so more I, easier problems that are that are more valuable is better I, I, than going to looking for the complex ones. Yeah, and and that to me is actually the key. Um, I, I, I don't know that it's always true that you want to chase the easier problems. I'm going to make an economist uh, argument for you, which is like other things equal. If it's easier, you'll get it to value. You'll get to value quicker. It's Uh, not necessarily true, but it is. uh, If you followed that heuristic, you'd be better off than following the chasing the most complicated uh, thing. uh, There is a counterintuitive piece of that, especially for startups. Uh, which is that if you chase, uh, uh, I, 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 if you consistently chase the easy path, uh, you will oftentimes like miss where the outsized value is 
uh, basically because anybody can follow you down the this easy This is the path. $20, $20 bill lying on the sidewalk uh, argument. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, so it's like the vast majority of the time someone has just dropped a $20 bill but there are these like small there are these small uh, like these very low low percentage uh sort of times <laughs> where in reality there's you know there's a million dollars sitting you know sitting behind a brick wall and really you should be spending your time pounding through that i do acknowledge the existence of the demand uh, demand side forces so i do believe that there are probably not 20 dollar bills lying on sidewalks however the whole point, like I want to make it very simple by uh, comparing it to matrix algebra, um, the complexity is a constraint, not an objective. Yeah, that's yes, the, that like, is <laughs> that is one hundred percent true. And 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 I mean, to me, the thing that this article misses that that essentially most articles that discuss this sort of thing miss, and in my opinion, most career ladders also miss, is that. At, at the end of the day, if, if you as an individual ask, a, ask the question of how do I get paid, right? How, 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 uh, in my, in my career arc, uh, how, uh, uh, how, how do people generate high compensation? The answer is never, 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 never by uh, uh, by by uh, uh, by getting immensely technically skilled. I mean, right? But it does help you get like it, it, it does it, help you get it, jobs. It, it, like it, 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 no, no. There is an amount of technical skill that you need. Mm-hmm. But but if you ask how how does someone get outsized compensation, the answer is always by delivering outsized business value. Now, does that mean that it's impossible to to do that if you're deeply technically skilled? No, like, no, deeply technically skilled people can be very highly compensated, but they are highly compensated for what those technical skills deliver, and not just for having the technical skill. Yeah, I, uh, I, mean, I think, I think they do get the like having technical skill definitely. If you modeled wages as a as a regression. Right. Like it's, yes, but it's, it's definitely a positive and significant coefficient. But 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 the problem is that 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 ignores the causality, uh, because I I I can be incredibly technically skilled at at uh, you know at digging holes. And I will not get outsized compensation for that. Yeah, no, I don't believe in the labor theory of value yeah. either. But so uh, so 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 what that means is that I have to look at how my skill sets can actually be applied to generate business value. Yeah, yeah. For there's got to be a demand. There's got to be a demand for that technical skill. I don't. I mean, the technical skills we're talking about are in demand, right? Like it, they're, right. They're, it won't it's steer so, you wrong. The, the thing we're telling you is that it is risk averse. Yeah. Like it is. It is. Um, it's loss averse advice, right? Yeah. Like it is the. It is the type of thing that will get you more job offers, get you through more interviews, but it won't. Like the, it, it. It's not playing on the upside and it's not it is like playing the game rather than 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 understanding how the system works or getting the most like getting the most out of it well right? it, and there's there's hidden risk in there too 
um, you know, which is as with any loss of our strategy. Yeah, which is which is basically that 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 if you look in a in a uh, like it, when you invest very very deeply in 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 like knowing how to use a tool, for instance, um, I. Uh, you're, you're making an implicit bet, uh, that, that on at least a five year arc, if not a 10 year arc, like that's going to continue to be valuable. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I mean, certainly in technology, that's been proven over and over again to not be the case. That, that the frameworks change and the tools change and the abstraction levels rise. Uh, and, and, and we've talked about this multiple times before. Uh, I, in terms of saying that, you know, when, uh, when, when new tooling comes out and that is, that is at a, 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 a higher layer in the stack, everyone who is sitting w one layer underneath has now been commoditized. Uh, and, and, and that basically means that, that really, uh, if you if you look at at where at where these things tend to end up, uh, all the value sits at the edges, right? Where you either need to be so skilled that you can build those kinds of tools, or you have to understand the value layer so well that whenever new tools come out, you just you, you know you figure out how to how to, how to configure them mm -hmm. to to uh, 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 to uh, deliver business value. Like this happened in software engineering already, uh, and, and it's happened uh, uh, multiple times. In fact, like you know, thir thirty-five years ago, if you wanted to, to to build a software application, you had to write your own database. Like you needed to be really, really skilled to be able to do that. And then you know, it, and then and then databases came out uh, that were standardized. So uh, so you know, uh, so like Oracle. Uh, brought their data, brought their database to market, and then uh, um, 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 and then uh, Microsoft brought theirs, and SQL Server was there, and all of a sudden, like nobody had to write a database anymore, except for the people who worked for those companies, and they were basically writing databases for everybody, and so only the best database engineers were all of a sudden writing databases. Everyone else moved to the application layer. So, so if you were a replacement level database engineer and you couldn't do anything else, you were out of a job in that moment. Uh, the same thing happened. Uh, same thing happened with 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 uh, web applications, where like you know, basically you had to code the REST layer from scratch. Hey, new frameworks, Rails, Django, Flask. Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> and so, anyone who specialized in that, again, like if you couldn't move up or down the stack. Which, like, most people couldn't move down because you need significant technical, like, like really significant technical depth to move down. So, so you need to move up. But, like, moving up meant you were moving into the product layer. So now you have to understand how to package up a value proposition. Like, that's – if if you were focused entirely on, like, how do I fit these pieces together, like, you were kind of in trouble, <laughs> And so, you know, to me, on the on the data side, we're starting to see see the same thing again with, you know, uh, with uh, where 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 uh, where packages uh, like SK Learn and TensorFlow and PyTorch and 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 stuff built on top of that. So fast fast.ai, 
uh, you know, four or five years ago, the difference between an, an expert and a novice in terms of the model that they could fit was like 20, 30%. Like now it's like 2% because those tools got, got really good. So, so, you know, to me as a, as a person that basically like, like I see the same thing of, of like tools eating in to, to more of the stack, meaning there is, there is a much smaller difference between what a novice and a technical and, and like a deep technical expert could actually produce. Plus like the tools provide so much leverage. So if you're not like writing the tool, then, 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 uh, like, can you use it in a way that's like really that much better than most other people? Maybe like, you, maybe you're actually worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and, and so, and so then in that case, like, like you have to be working in the value layer and, you know, and that means again, like, but, but this process is going to keep happening over and over and over again, which, which, which basically means, means to me, like focus on business value, focus on, on like how you actually drive value for a commercial, for, for a commercial operation. Yeah. And to be fair, the, the author tells you that like driving business value is important, but, and yet like the, (laughs) it, it, it feels tacked on, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that's the, and especially though what they don't do for the senior people, like it seems like it tell, it steers you away from handling explicit business value. Um, Why? I think the, I think that the question I want to ask about this is like, I think for every article that I don't agree with, there's like a, why was this written? And what do people want out of it? Yeah. That is useful to ask. Um, so I, I like people want people want something out of this type of leveling guide, right? Yeah. Like they want um, they I feel like it is they want to know what to do. Yeah. Right. They want some direction and prioritization, and they want to feel like they're going to be judged fairly. Yeah. Is there anything else I'm missing in that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, and maybe this is uncharitable. Uh, I'm not sure, but, but like, I think most people don't like ambiguity. Yeah. Um, ambiguity is scary. Uh, and, and, and when you are able to like write a, a clear career arc, <clears throat> then, uh, then it's, then you've removed ambiguity from their world. I mean, I feel like that, that I don't feel like that's uncharitable because I feel like it works with the, like, I want to be judged fairly. Like if you don't feel like you can trust people to judge you fairly, then ambiguity is like not compatible with that. Right. Um, So that's, I mean, I don't know, like, I think this probably delivers on those things, right? It removes ambiguity there. It is fair in some sense of being like, this is like it's fairly prescriptive if you wrote down like if you knew your organization's tech stack and you were able to identify more complicated versus less complicated things yeah you could theoretically write down all of the reasons why this person is like more senior than that person yeah um and it gives you prioritization yeah which is more complicated things are better than <laughs> less complicated <laughs> well, things yeah which i guess is better than no prioritization yeah. uh like to me it's bad right like yeah. these are the like to me these things pop up and i'm not saying like that 
um, I was ever good at this, but I feel like these things pop up because we're bad, like as as a group of people in Silicon Valley, maybe data science managers, we're bad at this, right? We're bad at making people feel like they're going to be judged fairly. We're bad at like helping them prioritize. Like if if more managers out there were able to deliver these goods, then then this this would not be like there would not be such a demand for these types of articles yeah i i mean i i i see that uh my my experience has had has also been that there's a counter to this of uh of like i i've had tremendous difficulty through 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 my through my career like getting people to lean into the ambiguity, uh, essentially saying that, listen, up, up to a certain point, like you need to take control here. I, I can't give you the recipe to, to get beyond this Mm -hmm. because, because if I, if I could, then, then I could hire anybody to do this. Uh, and so, and so at a, at a certain point in time, you need to take responsibility for what you want to do. You have to have your own goals. You uh, you need to understand how how those goals align to uh, uh, to 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 what the business is trying to achieve this year, uh, and uh, and you need to figure out how 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 to communicate that to 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 others. Uh, and, you know, and, and kind of align them and, and get them marching in that direction. Uh, if you can't do that, then, then I can't move you beyond where you're at because it, it essentially means that you need to be actively managed. It doesn't really matter how, how technically skilled you are. Sure. I can, I can trust the output that, that you're creating, but, uh, uh, but, but but if you can't move to a place where you're starting to tell me uh, uh, about the inputs and like where that output should be focused, then you know then at the end of the day you're not really a creative professional. Mm-hmm. You're 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 much more of a car mechanic where the system's already been set up for you and then like you're just if that's what you want to be. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, hey, hey to- totally fine. But then also understand no that, judgment. like, you're not going to earn outsized comp that way. Uh, I mean, the right kind of car mechanic definitely earns the yeah, outsized sure, comp. Sure. Uh, but, I mean, I mean, the the counter to this again are are the people who are like so technically skilled that mm-hmm. they can build the databases that, this for is, yeah. for others. Like, if, if that's the case. Yeah. Bet on yourself. Ignore everything we're yeah, saying. Yeah, like they, th- those people absolutely do exist. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who, you know, it, inside Google who are getting paid a bajillion dollars to write TensorFlow. Mm-hmm. If you can go be one of those people, you will have tremendous leverage. You're not listening to a podcast uh, yeah. right now. You're- there, there, you know, basically because there will be a hundred million plus people using, like, using your tools, and even more people that are like affected by by the use of of your tools, but you have to look at the prior and essentially say like, what is the probability that I'm one of those right. versus not one of those? And then what do you want to like, what do you want to be? Yeah. Right. Like, is that, is that in your, is that how you want to do 
what your career goal is. Yeah. Right? Well, and and especially because it, it it will take you years of work just just to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I think we're 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 pretty much out of time. So yeah. <laughs> uh, that was fun. I like why I feel like there's a, a deep problem in data science. Yeah. Around what is measured in the interview, what is looked for and promoted versus like what is actually valuable. Yeah. And we touched on it a little bit. Lauren and I touched on it a little bit in last episode, but it's hard to get to the bottom of it um, because it's like not clear whether it comes from the data scientists or the companies. Yeah. Right. Like it's a it's it's a circular type causation problem. Yeah. And I think that it deserves a little bit more time. Um so we'll probably come back to that later. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, if you want to give us feedback, um, we're still at feed.back.smalldiffcast. Um, at feed.back at smalldiffcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, of differences on the web, you can still donate at our Patreon at Patreon uh, slash of differences. Yeah, the website is now www.ofdifferences.com, and you can sign up for our mailing list over there. It looks much nicer. Um, the you can get me at Old Jacket on Twitter uh, and at Ian Blue One on Twitter. All right, stay safe out there. Mm-hmm.